Should we start? No. No? Hey, welcome to the Joyrides Automotive Podcast. I'm Dalen, joined here at the library, our new recording studio, with Again. Corey. Hello. And Tony. Hello. And today we've got a, just a little bit of news that we're going to talk about, uh, just kind of fill things in. Welcome to 2022. This is our first episode of 2022. Yeah, it's been a little while. It has been a little while between people getting COVID and, I don't know, just being busy in general. Yeah, I mean, happens. Everybody had COVID, so. Every so human ever has had COVID. Yep. Some of us just don't know it. Yep. But, you know. It's probably true. Uh, as far as news goes, uh, when do you guys want to start us off with a piece of news? Uh, well, the first thing I would like to say is uh, kind of what we've all been waiting for, that the... Uh, Toyota Supra is finally coming with an asterisk. We don't really know for sure. It has not been confirmed, but manual gearbox is uh, supposedly yeah. on the way. Yeah. Like That's what we've all have. wanted. Yep. It should have come with it from the start. It should whatever. have only come with it from the start. Yeah. It should no be a, automatic option. It should be a three-pedal car. I mean, we're all thinking that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So Motor One, uh, pretty good source for a lot of this news, contacted Toyota on uh, you know the report, and Toyota refused to confirm it i was gonna say what they hear back absolutely nothing they nothing. said we're not gonna tell you so see bmw offers the z4 like the platform mate to the supra with a manual but i if i recall correctly i think that's only on the four cylinder okay so that, hopefully that the hopefully the uh six cylinder is gonna get one yeah because they've got that two cylinder the not two cylinder the four cylinder supra is coming right i think so yeah Four-cylinder turbo, I assume. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be a very common thing for new cars now that they'll offer the smaller engine with a manual and the larger engine with an automatic. Right. Yeah. Which BMW does make a manual transmission that mates up to that uh, B58 mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it's called. They put it in like a three series mm-hmm. um, with that engine. And I believe the two series as well. So a gearbox mounts up to that. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just, you know. It, it probably it comes down to just... Uh, performance automatic transmissions now are just better performing than a manual right so i remember back when toyota announced that there wouldn't be a manual they said with the amount of torque that the super is making it just wouldn't yeah they said the manual would feel worse yeah whatever Mm. that means yeah i don't know really what that means worse than uh what what's in it right now like an eight speed uh eight speed dual clutch clutch is it a dual clutch i'm pretty sure paired to the three liter Seems like six. everything is a dual clutch now. I figured it would have just been. What's that gearbox that everybody's using? The ZF8 speed automatic, because that's what's. I mean, that's what's in the BMWs when you get an automatic gearbox. Oh, in the, the Z4. ZF, yeah, okay, well, that's, that's probably, probably what it is. It's, then. It's I wouldn't imagine thing. they yeah, ran yeah. anything it's just different. A, uh, torque converter automatic. Yeah, like you said, okay. the uh, the Z4 you can only get the uh, manual on the base model. What is it? Two liter four mm-hmm. cylinder. So. If the manual is coming, does that mean the Z4 will also get a manual for the inline six? Maybe. Or does that mean Toyota is getting the two liter? I mean, well, one so we of know which has to happen. We know they're assume. getting the two liter. I just, again, like you're saying, we don't know if it's the, that the manual is getting or the two liters getting the manual or if they're actually going to put the manual with the six cylinder. Yeah. I mean, we all hope it's the six cylinder, of six speeds. That's what everybody wants, right. but. I just no. hope the four-cylinder comes with a Celica badge on it, because that would just <laughs> there you the go. <laughs> they just remove Supra and put Celica on, right? Oh, yeah. that's Same all that exact the, car. That's all that the first Supras were, is just mm-hmm. a Celica with a bigger engine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, why not? Back to its roots, Mark 1. Yep. 
Uh, all right, Tony, I think you had noise. something to say about a uh, tire recall. Yeah, so the, the uh, yeah, the Bugatti Chiron, the pure sport, the like, what was it, 1500 horsepower? It was like their top dog, Chiron. Chiron. Is that the one that has like the number on the grill? Probably. Let me pull this up. You know up what I'm talking quick. about? I don't know if I know what you're talking about. Uh, so you remember like the old Bugattis, how they have the horseshoe, or horseshoe grape? Grape? Horseshoe shaped <laughs> grill. That's a hard sentence. Say that five <laughs> times fast. It is the one with the number on it. Okay, the yeah. So okay. back when they like actually raced Bugattis, uh, they would. Oh they, yeah, because like, the number. In the mm-hmm. You know when they did like the Type Twenty Three and stuff like that, just the nice blue inset into the black. I mean, it looked very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this apparently, since it is more horsepower, fifteen hundred, uh, they. The tires that they had on it were just the normal Chiron tires, which apparently would crack under full acceleration due to the extreme horsepower. So they had to recall 60 of the 500 to replace the tires. And they have to engineer new tires for the car specifically. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine how much money Bugatti puts into just tire development to withstand their machines? The the tires are already developed specifically for the car. Yeah, now they got to take them back and develop new ones. It's not like they're just going on tire rack and finding one. They have to have, like, who do they pair with? Who makes them? I assumed it was Michelin. I was going to ask if you knew. Michelin, Bridgestone. I mean, one of the... Michelin's French? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I'm looking this up right now, though. Except, uh, are Bugatti still made in France or are they made in Germany? I'm pretty sure they're still French made. And I think they just sold out too. They don't they're not owned by Volkswagen anymore. They're owned by Rimmick? the um I thought they were owned by the Renault Peugeot merger thing. The parent company is called Bugatti Rimac. Rimac okay. is that electric so car Rimac company. Kind of owns them or at least probably owns like 40% or some like ridiculous number them. like that, but yeah. If I recall correctly, the whole point of that was so that Volkswagen could get their hands on the electric tech from Rimac. Oh yeah. Mhm. It's like a kind of around the corner deal where you buy one thing and it lets in the next thing. It's like it's like inviting the Trojan horse in. I yeah. mean, <laughs> right? Do, does that mean hybrid Bugatti? Hybrid hybrid Bugatti would be. I think we can all expect that. I, I think we can expect hybrid. Seeing that every supercar yeah. nowadays is a hybrid or like hypercar. I mean, uh, might as well call it hybrid car. The whole Hy- category. Hy- hybrid car. Hy- hybrid. 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 Hyper hybrid. Well, the, isn't the definition Hy- of a hypercar hybrid? Hyber? Hyber. H Y B E R. Hypercar. Hypercar, but cars hold with a K. <laughs> make that a, make like that a company. Bullcrap. Yep. BMW, aka greatest car manufacturer in the world. That's AKA bring more wrenches. <laughs> Break my wallet. <laughs> yep. yep. They're not done with the internal combustion engine. Good. Yep. They, they shouldn't be done. They, Somebody's got to do it. Right. So they're currently working on, at least they say they are. Maybe they're not, actually. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. But they, they say they're currently working on both petrol and diesel-powered inline-six and V8 engines. Is like a next-generation thing. And I think this was on Motor 1, I found this. But they were talking to the head of like engine development at BMW. And he says that there's something new in the cylinder head that's never been seen before. Really? Yeah, which is... What does that even mean? He said that it has to do with maximizing efficiency. Oh, okay. So, hmm. I don't know if this is going to be like when they introduced Vanos or when they introduced Valvetronic. They introduced Thanos? Thanos <laughs> came to BMW? 
That I could see him being a beamer. Okay, I'll just yeah, say he snapped and made half the Mercedes disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say uh, variable valve timing and variable valve lift. Okay, um, so their version of VTEC. Yeah. So the, okay, like when they brought that out in the '90s, uh, if I recall correctly, those cars are now enormous nightmares. Those systems I'm, aren't the best. I'm not so I wonder, surprised. like, if this is if they're going to implement this new technology, and this is the last time they're ever going to make an engine because. Let's face it, most manufacturers are probably on their last uh, cycle or family of internal combustion engines. Internal right. combustion is going to be gone in 15 years. So. so is this technology that they're introducing just something that they're going to throw in there, have for 10 or 15 years, and then they're never going to develop that technology any further? Because, I mean, you look at variable valve timing, the way that it's changed since we started you know, putting it in cars. Yeah. Is this whatever's new in the cylinder head? Is that something that's going to come out, suck? All those cars are going to end up in junkyards, and that technology is never going to be developed any further. Who knows? Yeah. Or or is it something where they've found a combination? Uh, I don't think I am not a scientist. I don't think it would work with hydrogen or anything. But what if what if they have a dual injection system where half of it's gas, half of it is something else? So like a hybrid, but without a computer, you're just injecting something else that makes it more efficient. You know, you have some sort of reserve tank, which I can see a lot of logistic issues of. Well, you got to fill one side up with gas and the other side you fill up with something else. But, you know, maybe you get maybe you put in 20 gallons of gas and you can go a thousand miles with it. I mean, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just so not something that new in the cylinder head. There's a lot of different things. You I know that's that. really freaking vague. Yeah. Being BMW, there's always something new in the cylinder head. It could be coolant. It could be oil. <laughs> you know, you just, <laughs> there's always something new in there. Could be could be trans oil. Yeah. You, oh, you just don't know. Part of your head gasket. Yeah. Brake fluid. <laughs> So, not that I really think it's going to take off a whole lot, and I'm probably going to bite that in the future, but I am curious to see how this hydrogen-powered car thing takes off. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Toyota has their Mirai mm-hmm. that's hydrogen cell. And saw it, one of those it, when I was it in kind California. of really? failed when it first came out because of the simple fact, I think it was the Mirai, um, it was the first Toyota hydrogen car that came out uh, for its price point had a very disappointingly low power output. Right, they were it, incredibly slow for what you were asking they, for them, and that's why they didn't really sell. I do know the Mirai; it starts at like fifty thousand dollars, and it's not that much better than like a Corolla or a right. Um, uh, what's the? Is there one above Corolla? I think Camry. the Camry is the next thing above the Corolla. Okay, yeah, Avalon Camry would Avalon. probably be closest it, to like the size because uh, if right. I recall Avalon correctly, is the, the Mirai is like kind about. of a bigger car. Yeah, it's it's like a fifty thousand dollar Avalon that with no horsepower let's be honest mm-hmm. but california is really the only state that has the infrastructure to be able to drive it and there's no range i right. think it's got a 200 mile range so i think that's more so of a problem pretty weak in general i think yeah. most people probably aren't concerned about the power i think most people are probably concerned about the fact that it's just not a practical vehicle for the majority of people yeah. so here is the thing when you buy it you get a fifteen thousand dollar fuel credit correct because hydrogen is stupidly expensive yes um so it's fifteen thousand dollar or three year so it kind of makes up for some of the price but you know it's still not it's i would say it's about as efficient um as like a drivability standpoint as like early day teslas you know, range so just not really great. It's just it's kind of like you said. It's impractical. It's hard to just get around when, you know, early early Tesla. Where are you going to charge at aside from home? I mean, charging right. stations weren't really around. They're showing up now. 
and you can't get a hydrogen truck at your house like you can a charger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Uh, the, what do you even do about that? I mean, where do you go to fill so up a hydrogen? They car? have. It's uh, just like gas certain, stations, right? Yeah, they yeah. have like certain hydrogen stations that you can fill up at, huh. but they're not very widespread. Right. And there was a journalist. I can't remember who it was, but another automotive journalist, just like us, who yeah. uh, <laughs> who had a Mirai from Toyota as like a press car, and they took it on a drive. And they like ran out of hydrogen and they got the car towed to a station with hydrogen Mm -hmm. and there was no hydrogen at the station. Like they were waiting on the truck to deliver the hydrogen. See, and that just goes back to like early days of Tesla. It's just it needs more infrastructure. Too many ways to get screwed. Well, really what it is. It needs more infrastructure, but with toy or with Tesla and electric cars already having the infrastructure and still building it, I, I feel like it's not going to be a very popular uh, option. Yeah, and you need people to join in to be able to get the infrastructure, and it's just not going to work out. Well, right, it's it just falls into this thing where electric has a lot of benefits that outweigh everything that hydrogen has to offer. Yeah, and, you know, maybe hydrogen could get to the point where it's developed enough and it's a it's a good viable system but you're never going to get there if people are just buying electric as opposed to actually investing in yeah plus electric once i mean once you buy the car the the fuel you know filling it up is significantly cheaper than any sort of gas or hydrogen or anything Mm -hmm. yeah it just electric just has more benefits over the hydrogen correct all right uh gonna move on to something else that's kind of related uh, so we have seen um, leaked pictures of the 2024 is the expected year uh, Ford Mustang. Oh yeah. And from the pictures, it has a very long hood, which to me does not suggest electric or maybe hybrid. But to me, that says to me that suggests V12. V12. <laughs> V12. <laughs> That'd be V20 sweet. bomber engine from the. He's an airplane engine in the thing. Now a long Rolls ho- Royce airplane engine. Long hood could mean all-wheel drive. That's yes. Sticking the engine so, farther back. So yeah, um, just looking at the picture, it's a very long hood. You just think you just immediately think internal combustion engine. Uh, however, that doesn't rule out the possibility of, uh, like Tony said, all-wheel drive. I mm-hmm. think I think that's actually very possible. It'd um, make it a lot more viable. Yeah, I'd a lot more people would get it, and you'd have less people flying into crowds. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> Be, on be accident cool. yeah <laughs> it'd be pretty cool to have an all-wheel drive um mustang as long as the rear wheel drive is still out there you know and right. you can still buy that option either way optional all-wheel drive but then also driver controlled center differential like a subaru yep. you just switch it to rear wheel drive so i was gonna say about this all-wheel drive thing like we were talking about the viability i said this when chevy discontinued the impala but oh, yeah. if manufacturers want sedans or coupes or whatever to be viable, they have to be all-wheel, all-wheel drive. drive. In a world where everybody's buying SUVs, you need something that at least comes close to to having the reasonability for most people, especially yeah. people living in cold states where it snows. Having mm-hmm. that all-wheel drive would be nice. Having your 2024 Mustang as your winter beater. That'd be sweet. That'd be super sweet. That Doing all-wheel drive donuts. Yeah. <laughs> you ever gotten sideways in an all-wheel drive car? It just sits in place. Freaking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then uh, another rumor that's been out there, like we said, is the possibility of a hybrid on it. Um, and I did read that uh, it is entirely possible because the 2.3 liter um, turbo four-cylinder or whatever. The EcoBoost. Yeah, the EcoBoost. That could be like your base model, whatever. Um, but then the transmission 
that the the current or not Camaro current Mustang is using the eight speed automatic is actually used um, already in uh, a hybrid format. Is in oh. the twenty twenty one F one fifty. Okay, you can get that. That is the power boost, as they call it. Mm-hmm. It's that same transmission that is in the Mustang. So if it's possible in the truck, why is it not possible in the Mustang? I mean, we we could see a hybrid one, maybe not on the debut year because. The new gen Mustang is supposed to debut in 2024. We might not see hybrid or all-wheel drive the very first year, mm-hmm. but maybe within a couple of years be after that. It'd be a big that, splash if they did that in the first yeah. year. It'd, it'd be well, if they already have the a techni- little bit difficult because you want to work out all the other smaller issues. With your platform. Before yeah, you, before yeah. you decide to introduce something big, you wouldn't want to just go full beans and throw in the hybrid immediately because there could be failures all over the board, you know? Sure. If they already, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they have confidence in it. Maybe they've tested the system a million times. Right. If they already have the hybrid technology in the truck and everything, I could see them throwing that in for the first year just to make it a different, something different than the platform before. Yeah. But yeah, all-wheel drive would be a stretch on that. Yeah. I, I think uh, both hybrid and all-wheel drive would be actually cool in the Mustang. Um, and I'm a big muscle car guy, so a lot of muscle car guys are like, oh, they don't deserve hybrid, but... As long as you can get a rear-wheel drive Coyote V8 Mustang, why not have a hybrid one all-wheel drive to sit next to it? Right. I mean, they both... It's been a very long time since an ugly Mustang came out, so we know that the new one's going to look sweet. You might as well offer it in its muscle car format and then its new kind of... I don't know if I'd call it a muscle car, but some sort of performance format of being all-wheel drive hybrid. I mean, that's the future. That They kind of have to get it out at this point. I was going to say, you mentioned the Coyote V8. I think the engine options in the Mustang, fantastic. Are good. I think yes. they have really, really good yes. engines, so they don't yeah. have to worry about the engines. They can they can spend their time on that all-wheel drive or yep. the, uh, the hybrid system. Because they're not struggling of, oh, crap, we don't have a good powertrain right now. They have. Do they offer three engines currently? They got the, the V8, 2. the V6. 2.3 inline four. four. I heard they were discontinuing the V6. Are they really? I heard that a while ago. I heard that, so. I heard that as well, but I don't know. Well, that's why the four-cylinder makes the same power as the V6, because they were trying to get rid of the V6 altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then, so I mean, then you can get you can get the Mustang with the 5-liter the Coyote, the 5.2 Voodoo, and the GT350s, and like a 5.4 supercharged the new gt500 okay that so i was gonna insane. say they've got their like high performance engines yeah do they have different uh setups or different tunes on the coyote you know uh, if you get like a different package can you get like more power or are they all just the same i know you, you can coyote. get a coyote in like a truck that would have a different tune but okay. that's obviously a completely different setup right i but like between the coyote and the voodoo the voodoo comes with the flat plane crank and mm-hmm. a little more displacement and it's just but you know they up them there's, they have different V8s between the different models. Mm-hmm. And I think the new GT500, it's got the most powerful production V8 in the world. Seriously? Yeah, it's like 700 and something horsepower. Holy the, shit. The Demon technically Wait, but when's the Copo production. Camaro coming out? Because uh, so won't that dethrone it, or is that not considered production? That's not production. That's limited production, because they're only making like 10 or 20 of we're them. We're talking like mass production. Mass production, because okay. the Copo Camaro has that fucking... Uh, what was it? What 10 liter? Nine, yeah. 900 horse in that thing? Was that the rumor? I thought that one was well over 1,000. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Because I mean, it's a 571 big block in an LS <laughs> platform, pretty much. Yeah, that yeah. would be insane. Yeah, that one's going to be really cool. That's a lot. Do you think that thing is going to kill the demon 
because you know when the demon came out what, what year was that 2018 the dodge demon came out and everyone was like oh this is the fastest thing ever this thing's like almost popping wheelies from the factory because the demon was is the, the is same the Copo as the Copo. gonna kind of i think that was the whole point of the copo is it's basically the same thing as the demon but the chevy version just to destroy it yeah yeah do you think it will do you think it'll take away because they made what 180 yeah they didn't make demons? a lot i think there were 180 demons something like that um I'm just wondering if the Copo Camaro is going to make the Demon look weak. I think they'll probably be fairly competitive cars. I think when that Copo Camaro comes out, we'll see drag race videos on the internet. Between immediately. A demon, yeah, between a Demon. I remember so when the Demon Camaro. came out, and it was immediately like 13, 20 videos posted. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And it, like it all the other drag racing accounts are just like, oh, here's the new Demon versus a Huracan. Here's the new Demon versus they're a Trackhawk. Like, <laughs> so immediately. You know what they're going to do? You know what's relevant? They're going to do Copo Camaro versus the uh, Plaid Tesla. Yep, the Plaid yep. Tesla. That's what I was going to say. Well, I think the Copo Camaro and the uh, Dodge Demon will be pretty equal out of the box, but I think the uh, the Copo Camaro being NA and single cam, and or I guess the Hemis are single cam too, but being NA and a Chevy, it's going to have more... Uh, it's going to have a big torque number, right? Huge torque number with hope. displacement, but I, I think it'll have more um, upgradability. Yeah, it'll be more moddable. I yeah, I fully see that. Yeah, I I think you slap a supercharger on that 571 and it'll destroy it. Because there's uh, so many itself. different companies out there. Everything. <laughs> there's it'll so destroy many the freaking street. companies. It'll it'll change the speed of the rotation of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like Superman Earth rotates yeah. backwards and stuff breaks. <laughs> yep, I think that's exactly what'll happen. The movie 2012 happens on the first launch that somebody does with one of those. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Speaking of hybrids, Tony, I think you had something on oh, hybrids. Oh yeah, the uh, I I'm not 100% sure how like legit this is gonna be, but I guess Mazda did just have a patent for a uh, rear-wheel drive rotary hybrid supercar that they're designing. Hell yeah, yeah. I hope this thing's as cool as the 787B. You guys ever heard that thing? They're just going to rotor on the car, car and yeah. it just screams. They're just going to sell a street legal 787. That'd be freaking <laughs> awesome. I, so you would be able to hear that thing on the opposite side of LA. It'd just be bouncing off. The noise would be bouncing off all the buildings. You yeah. could hear that thing anywhere. <laughs> so I did see a lot of like speculation and drawing and stuff about it with it being a front engine, rear wheel drive, kind of a two door uh, GT car. And so like longer wheelbase, longer wheelbase. Uh, it looked very, it looked a lot like the going Mercedes. Okay. Kind of general design. Long hood. Long, super long hood. Yeah. And they were talking about having a straight six, but also having the possibility of a new uh, three rotor. Hold on. Do you mean to tell me that there's going to be another manufacturer making a real, a longitudinal inline six platform? All speculation, but there okay. is there is a possibility. See, Toyota should have just waited. Why would they put a BMW engine in their crap when they could get a inline six from Mazda? From Mazda, yeah. That's a good point. I hope we. But have they wouldn't a, have a platform. <laughs> I hope we have an inline six battle going on soon. That'd, That'd be, be amazing. Sweet. Ford brings back the Barra. Yep. What is this? The GM brings back Pontiac to make inline sixes again. Yeah. <laughs> Single overhead like cam. Like the early 60s. <laughs> no. Yeah. Overhead cam Pontiac six cylinder from 65. That's a direct acting overhead cam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes 150 horsepower. All cast iron. You have to manually control the timing from inside the car. 
What is this, a Model T? <laughs> when we get cars like that, they're the worst. You start out with the timing very retarded, and then like as you're accelerating through first, you you have to advance. Yeah, it? you advance or something like that. Yeah, I really like that. I I went to school to work on all these pre uh, pre war cars. Oh yeah, and I really want one. Mm-hmm. My dad's got a couple of Buicks that I just really want to just take one. You know what I've been looking at lately? What's that? An Austin Seven. I don't know why I want an Austin 7 so bad. Like They're Austin so dumb. Like Austin Healy 7? No, not Austin Healy. Like, same Austin, but just Austin. Drop the Healy? Yeah. Well, it's like there was Jensen Healy for a while. Austin on Healy's. <laughs> <laughs> I named my Healy's Austin's. Oh, my Okay, that thing's Lord. sick. You know what that looks like is a really, <laughs> really early Morgan three-wheeler. I guess here's the... Um, because the Austin 7, they made like a ton. It's like an early car. They made a ton of different body right. styles. I want more like the Roadster look. That looks awesome. That, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. You should get a few of those. A few of them? <laughs> yep. <laughs> These things are stupidly expensive. Right? I have a really? team of them. Just yeah. cruising um, let, me, let me look one up. I mean, this one's 20,000 pounds. So not like crazy expensive. Wow, but that's more heavy. But more <laughs> <laughs> what? He said that's heavy. Oh, uh, <laughs> Um... But no, I mean more than I would think. Right. It, like, it's a shitty little little tiny uh, garbage little. Yeah. It's kind of cool though. It's kind of cool, but they're just dumb. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of those cars is just dumb. Like how I you want an Isetta. I, I wouldn't pay more than ten for that. But like, that's the thing. I would love an Isetta. If those things were seven grand, I would legitimately buy one. Yeah. Just, even though you can't do anything with them, they're not like they're not practical at all. But just like. Say, imagine, oh, I'm just going to drive to the neighboring town, you know, to get something from the gas station. Of yeah, course you, you take drive the to the neighboring town to get something from the gas <laughs> what station is this, all the time. 1890? When, when you have a gas station in your hometown, you're like, no, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take time out of my day to go to the neighboring town. That's what I do. Isetta. Oh, yeah? I yeah, do yeah, that You're frequently. going to drive to the neighboring town in your Isetta, which maxes out at 17 miles an hour? Yes. I'm going to take old Highway 13 <laughs> <laughs> to the old horse stop. <laughs> Imagine taking that thing and just ripping by the Amish. That thing would be sweet. <laughs> Flip them off. They can go faster than you. Horse and buggy, they can go Flip faster than Flip off the nice Amish setup. while you pass them in an oh, man, I would get Okay, but here's the thing. You put like a, you put like a 1,000cc displacement, you know, like <laughs> motorcycle engine in the back of Is that, that thing. Is that all? And, and, and then you absolutely, the thing? you absolutely rip die. the Isetta. Yeah, you would die. <laughs> I would definitely awesome. get like a horseless carriage and then go by the, the Amish and flip them off. <laughs> like a 1901 uh, Oldsmobile. A guy I work with has a... Uh, He's my neighbor. Yeah, Dalen's neighbor, actually, a guy that I work with. Um he has, it was built in the 70s. It's a kit car based on like a 1903 Oldsmobile, and it goes the like cur- 10 miles an hour. Curved dash Olds. Yep. Does it look like a sled? Yeah. Yeah. It's red. Yeah, he actually puts bells on it and drives it around at Christmas time. So, <laughs> I we my dad used to have a couple. Now, they were not like in good condition by any means, but he bought a bunch of uh, horse-drawn sleighs when he moved to <laughs> Iowa because there was someone that had horses in our barn. Okay. And we had all the wood pieces, and I thought about building a metal chassis and making a uh, uh, curved dash olds out of it. And then getting seven flying reindeer. Yeah. Is it seven? I is think it six. Or eight. 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 Well, there's one. Plus no, because it's nine. It's nine. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid. Dumb, we should have done Vincent. this a month okay, ago. Okay, so there's yeah. Uh, eight. Yeah, plus one. Yeah, okay. So, okay. yeah, there's nine. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting a little off. Yeah, topic. <laughs> just a little off topic. Uh, yeah, Dalen, take oh, it away. Yeah, uh, everybody's favorite Italian sports car maker, aka Ferrari. 
I was thinking Fiat, but uh, <laughs> fix they, it they, again, Tony. <laughs> fix it again, Tony. Anyways, fix it uh, again, Tony. What did uh, one person at school goes? You know what Mopar stands for? Fix it again, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Anyways, everybody's favorite Italian sports car manufacturer, Lamborghini, has four oh, yeah, I forgot new about models on the way. And we don't know what those are. Nope. Not at all. They could be like $2 million one-offs of something they already make. Or it's cars they already make plus the SVJ version or something. Or it could I mean, be something entirely new. Something electric. There's no way we're getting four entirely new Lamborghinis. No, but I like bet maybe one. I bet it's one new car and then three new versions of already in production cars. Which makes me ask, is the Aventador still in production? That thing's been around for, I feel like, it 10 years. It has been a long, long time. Fucking no. Why would you ask me a question like that on the spot? Because I feel like... Because they had the Aventador... For, I feel like uh, Lamborghini makes a car, and then they sell it for, like, five years, and then just abandon it forever. Well, because the Aventador took over the Murciago, and then the... Yeah, they're still making Aventador. Then the Huracan took over the Gallardo, because they've always had the um, V10 model and the V12 model. Yeah. Yeah. But we've had we've had the Aventador, I feel like since like 2013, 2012ish. It's yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah. It's, they're it's, they're getting to the point where they're like dodge and they're like we're just going to sell this for 15 years. Yeah, right. it's it's about the time that they're going to make something else. Yeah. So so we can I guess we can assume that the Aventador is getting replaced soon. Maybe. Maybe that's the new model. Could be. Uh the Urus made up like what 60% of their sales in the last year. And really? they're, I they're selling that. more cars than they ever have before. Wow. They, they're I breaking guess, sales I records. remember when that thing came out, and I thought it was the ugliest thing ever. It is. It's kind of grown on me. Over the last few years, I'm like, that thing's kind of cool. Yeah. Depends on the color. The thing is, you can't look at it and think, oh, it's a Lamborghini, but it's like fat. You have to look at it and think, hey, there's a ton of SUVs in this parking lot, and that is the coolest one. Mm-hmm. If you look at it in the sense of, this is what a Lamborghini should be, this is the Urus, then it's stupid. But if you look at this one, SUV should be, and then you look at the Urus, it's freaking cool. See, I see the. It's, it's really a perspective thing. Mm-hmm. I think they're cool. I see the Urus as like a. I want an SUV, but I really want people to know I have a shitload of money. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and an SQ8 and Land, is just <laughs> not going to do well, it. Land Cruiser's not. Or not Land Cruiser. The, the uh, Ur- Land Rover. Yeah. The Urus, along with like the Bentley, whatever just came out. Bentega. And Aston Martin has one. Rolls Royce has a. Isn't there Ferrari's like, got one. Isn't there the way. Bentega S, which is like the crazy one? But like all those. I'm not in that income bracket. All those <laughs> big SUVs like that are like a. It's it's more or less just a way to show off. Yeah. It's a way of saying I own a Lamborghini, but I don't have it out right now, so I'm going to drive my Lamborghini SUV. It's like I exactly. want a Lamborghini, but I want a Lamborghini that I can actually comfortably drive. Yeah, it's like which isn't. It's like I want people to know I can afford a Lamborghini. However, my back does not want to climb into a Lamborghini. Right. right. Your thing about what did you just say, Tony? I'm sorry. I I want a Lamborghini, but I want one that I can actually comfortably drive. Right, that's not an unreasonable want. Right, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. That's yeah. the thing is I love driving my Trans Am, but... Because it's unreasonable? It's ridiculous and it draws attention just because it looks insanely stupid, but driving that thing for more than 30 minutes, being a dude that's six foot three, I'm like, I am in pain. <laughs> I it, will it's say... Great. It's great for 30 minutes, but beyond that, I'm like, get me out. I will say I did drive my Trans Am to Kansas City, and that was a long drive. I bet. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since it was like $200 in gas one way. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's horrible. That. That's pretty bad. God. 
I bought 87 in California. It was like $5 per gallon. Dude, when my parents... <laughs> that's terrible. When my parents went to California, they were up closer to like San Francisco, and I don't know if that makes the gas more expensive, mm-hmm. but they that's were... That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers area. They were seeing seven fifty a gallon at gas stations. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. What does it cost, like, if you, like, race in California, like, drag race? Oh, my God, like, race gas? What does it cost for 110? (laughs) What is 110 out there? Is that, like, $20 a gallon? Because it's 10 around here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When freshman year of college, when me and my roommate drove to California, and this was when gas prices were, like, stupid uh, cheap. Like, it was, like, $2 a gallon average all the way there. But we took my, my mom's Ford Fusion. It's a hybrid. Got pretty good gas mileage. Getting to California costs the same amount of money in gas as going from the border of California to L.A. <laughs> yeah, we spent $50 in California one way and $50 the rest of the way wow. back to Kansas. No wonder those people want electric cars so bad, dude. Right, yeah. Can't even afford to breathe there. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cannot afford to breathe there. Yeah. Let's, let's you bust have to be middle class just to breathe oxygen. <laughs> Let's bust through the rest yeah. of this news real quick. We got one more. Toyota is starting a heritage parts program for a couple of their old cars. Uh, let me pull it up here real quick. Yeah, you mentioned the 2000 GT, and then so I'll get which, I'll get the full which, list here just so that we're. Did you say thorough. Celica before? I said Celica with the Supra. So he was talking A70 about A70 and A80 Supra, 2000 GT, AE86. Uh, make the list. Of course, the so, AE86 has to come back because there's three billion people trying to make initial D cars. Well, okay, right. AE86 makes 100 percent sense. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants one. Uh, I don't the, see the hype. I don't I'm either. Sorry, I don't. But, I don't either. They're they're okay. But. but there's a lot of people who want them. Yeah. Supras and Celicas make sense. There's a lot of them. They're pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, restoring one makes sense. Two thousand GT does not make sense to me. Yeah, I feel like there's make? no clapped they're, they out two thousand like, GTs out there. No, Anyone that's there's, still there's only like even, fifty of them. They're all million dollar cars. The ones that are even possible to be roadworthy are probably fully or mostly restored. Right. It's not like there's one out there that's just junk and it's like, oh man, I need a I need a right. door hinge. Like nobody used that as a parts car. Yeah. Like what how it's, many people It's could, weird, but there's three hundred thirty seven of them in total. Yeah. Maybe Toyota sees a very strange uh market that they can capture. Because maybe, maybe maybe some yeah. people have reached out to them saying, Toyota, do you still offer this part? And they realize, oh, these guys are millionaires. Uh Yes, pay we'll for this shit. yes, we'll still I, make that, you know, like with a wink, and they're going to charge you like 30k for a door. I wonder if all the parts for that car are going to be uh, like made to like made to order. Mm. Oh, you know, I they, bet they, they will. They they're don't not just, just make them and have them a stockpile because they're never going to sell them. Right. The only thing is, unless the the because they're not making every part for that car, right? If it's just a heritage parts program, it could be that. They're including the 2000 GT because it shares some sort of pump or something with the Celica. Could be. I oh, mean, that's probably true. It could, could be. be something like that. So they throw in 2000. It is, it is a completely hey, different era, though. Yeah, it, it I, was I was just throwing an example 70s, out there. 70s, 80s, yeah. But, but it is true. nice when manufacturers do stuff like that because I look at Porsche, oh, BMW, Mercedes. I mean, you can go on FCP Euro and get so many different things for so many different cars. Yeah. I mean, you're granted th- they're very expensive to get the OEM part. It's true. But your E30 is pretty much rebuilt on like OEM parts, right? Yes, it is rebuilt. Everything is off of ECS or FCP, and it's all OEM stuff. The only thing that I've really gone aftermarket for um, was 
I went with, well, it's not even really aftermarket. I bought a Bosch unit um, throttle position sensor mm. because it was half the price of the BMW one, but Bosch is the OE supplier. Right. So it's not like it's going to be screwed up or anything. Right. It's just nice when manufacturers offer that sort of thing. It's it's really good for like the aftermarket community, people who still love these uh, yeah, they, heritage cars. And yeah. They want to keep their cars on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It makes sense. It just looks good. It makes me wonder how many people are A, dr- still driving their 2000 GTs, or B, racing them. I like how the 2000 GT is the complete focus of this entire <laughs> thing. But yeah, no. Why wouldn't I, no, it be? No, I totally get it because like out of all the cars listed, the 2000 GT is like the one. Right. Well, well, see, Dylan, I see exactly why they're doing this. Like you said, it's because if you can get your old model cars, like say you're a company right now, if you can get your old models from 30 or 40 years ago, to get back on the road and people see them driving and think, wow, that's an old Toyota. I see these old Toyotas frequently. Toyotas must be insanely reliable. It's such a good image Mm -hmm. for your brand. But also I feel like there's a negative side effect of that. And I bring up the Pontiac Grand Am. I still see these things on the road everywhere, which you can look at in two ways. They're all clapped. You can look at it in two ways is that first you look at them and you think that thing is a huge pile of crap because they're rusted everywhere the rocker panels are falling off there's self tappers in the fender i mean From they the look horrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look horrible and so it might put a negative image on it but then you also got to think about the fact that that thing's 20 years old and it's still driving mm-hmm. so y- there's give and take to it as in i mean grand pontiac's not around they don't have to worry about that but how would they feel if they saw their 20 year old models still on the road everywhere but they all look terrible so it's a, a it's just a big perspective thing. Yeah, uh, it's guess. like oh great, it still runs, but on the on the other side, you associate Pontiac with rust. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would like to bring up that I just thought of, kind of random, but with the whole Pontiac thing, with these cars being like twenty years old, do you think? And I only ask this because you know, obviously, we look at cars a lot different than like a normal person who doesn't give a shit about cars would, mm-hmm. like. How many people out there see Pontiac and Oldsmobile as like a old car? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they're not around anymore. They're oh, like everybody. Like they say, like how many people will go? Oh, I don't even know what an Oldsmobile is. Mm-hmm. A like, growing number of people. Yeah. Right. I've got like, a lot of people our age do not know what Olds is because Olds stopped making new cars when they were four years old, five years old. You know, right. stuff like that. And then like Pontiac. We were all it, ten when they died. I right. Mean, like. There's got to be quite a bit of people out there that are like, I've never even heard of a Pontiac. Right. Yep. Which, I don't know. That was just And there are people that, that don't pay attention weird. to cars at all. Right. So I drove that Volvo 1988 or 87. Oh, with Volvo. the DeLorean engine in it? Yeah. I yeah. drove that uh, over Christmas. Paul let me take it home. And I showed up He's to so my. He's so nice. I, he is the greatest. <laughs> I showed up to my family Christmas. And my aunt was like, oh, what year is that car? And I told her it was 1987 or something like that. She goes, and I, I didn't even think about this. This is, the, this is how my brain works as compared to a normal person's brain. She goes, yeah, I could tell it was old because the windows weren't tinted. And I go, oh, yeah, you're right. Every car from the factory now has tinted windows. Yep. That's n- crazy, just, right? Yeah, that's just not the way that my brain thinks about things I like would that. never look at a car and think, oh, I can see through it. It's yeah. old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> instead, what what always tells me what year a car is from, look at the headlights. Well, yeah, but Every that's, five that's years, us. headlights get redesigned. Right. So it's just like you can look at any car, even if it's one you've never seen before, as long as it's not way ahead of its time or way behind its time, you can look at a car and think that's late 80s. Headlights and wheels. Yeah, it just gives it away. 
So Jacob and I talk about this a lot. We're like a normal person because obviously with cars, we, we're not normal. We're people. not the normal people. Uh, in any facet, uh, it's <laughs> not just about cars. We're just not normal people, right? Yep. Well, but like normal people can't look at a car and say like, okay, I know exactly what generation this is from. I know exactly what man like not manufactured. See, that's how I am. Is I'll be like, driving down the road and I'll be like, oh, there's a sweet like uh, Gen Three Land Cruiser. I haven't seen one in a while. Well, but like, like if if you saw the rare instance of seeing a car that you don't know what it is, you could at least figure out a lot of the stuff based on just oh, looking absolutely. at it. Mm-hmm. Unless like, I'm looking at a Studebaker from over 100 yards away, just right. seeing a car I've never seen before, I can typically look at it and be like, yeah, that's definitely European styling cues from 2010. How often do you see <laughs> the Studebakers from 100 yards that's away? That's what I thought because um, when we did our uh, last podcast, the Winter Beaters one at your work, when I pulled up because they had that car show going on, right out front was parked that Avanti. And oh I remember God, when I pulled that's in. That's how long ago that was. Yeah, yeah, when I parked and looked across, I was just like, what the hell is that? And based on the color, I was like, it's definitely American because I don't really know if anybody else really did that sky blue that every American brand did. But I pull up and I'm like, what even is that? And as I got closer and I see just the outrageous dog dish wheels and just the weird fins across the back, I'm like, this is a Studebaker or something. Something dumb. something that's not around anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, anyways, yeah, we got one more thing. We got here. one more piece of news. Did you kind mention? Of a big one. Yes, yes, you did. You yep. talked about the BMW of internal combustion. How could I miss that? I, I was making sure. We, we, didn't, we didn't spend a ton of time <laughs> no, on it. No, we didn't. There's not a ton known. Something new in the cylinder head. What's, oh, yeah. That's, okay, that's, that's what it that's was. That's just BMW. That's, so yep, it that's is BMW. 3 o'clock. I don't know how it long is 3 we o'clock. have. We have it until 3.30 technically, but as long as they don't kick us out, I think we're right. going to record our second All episode. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, let's knock out the, the Yaris. Yeah. Last piece of news. Again, we don't know. Uh, we don't know everything, but we know a decent amount of it. This one is a little more confirmed than some of the other yes, stuff we've been Yes, definitely more confirmed. Um, the uh, GRMN Yaris, which is... Uh, What'd you say it was? It was a something like Nurburgring focused Yaris. It Gazoo. It's Gazoo Racing. Gazoo Racing. Masters, Masters of, Nurburgring. of the Nurburgring. That's what yep. GRMN is. Yeah. I couldn't think of the M. But yeah, it was a 1.6 liter inline three. Which, um, by the way, pretty fucking big three cylinder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess you, it's proportionate. You, you think like a 2.2. Um, well, usually when I think three cylinder, I think of K cars. So we're, we're talking 660 cc's. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> when, I th- when I think of th- like three cylinder, I think of like a one liter. Yeah. 1.6, that's four cylinder territory. Yeah, uh, it know? definitely is. That's a pretty big. That's where Civics and Corollas are at. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I see I see your point there. Yeah. Yeah, 1.6 liter inline three. It's going to supposedly make 267 horse and 288 uh, pound feet of torque, which so that puts pretty good every number. car I own to shame. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't own a car over two sixty seven. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, pretty good output for a little three cylinder. Oh, absolutely, it's an outrageous output. Really says a lot about turbocharging in new cars. Yep. No, and it know. will be all wheel drive, so I can only imagine that that thing is probably going to rev high. It's not going to have a lot of rotational mass, no. so the thing is going to spin right up. And being all wheel drive, I bet that thing launches like a donkey. It's going to be insane. <laughs> pretty light too. Oh they, yeah, I bet that they thing had a just lot takes of stuff off, off the line. Uh, they were talking about carbon fiber hoods and different oh, seats to drop weight. Oh, these are going to get expensive. I, I think they said the... These are going to have the straps instead of door handles kind of stuff. Probably. That'd I, be sweet. I think they said something about the seats alone dropping like 50 pounds. Huh. Yeah. And then there's all sorts of nice roll bars. and exoskeleton sh- seats and stuff. Yeah. 
There's all sorts of like roll bars and stuff they put in it. It's like oh, full blown, yeah, like stock cage. I shit you well, not. Oh, well, I guess, like I guess we should include. Um, there's only 500 of these being made. Right, up. it's a pretty limited thing. It's not like you can just go to a Toyota there's dealership a and say, "Yeah, I'll take the uh, GR." Stiffening brace behind the seats. It's a no rear okay. seats. So no rear seats. It's, that, that's not entirely too uncommon. Pretty much every car has that, but it's just covered in carpet and it sits a little bit lower. Right. That one being exposed, you do see that on some track-ready cars nowadays. Um, so it's not a huge surprise, but seeing Toyota put that in a Yaris is what's surprising. This strikes me as a very, um, as like a factory race car, it factory is. rallycross it, kind of I, car. I 100% believe that they are making this car, they're making exactly 500 of them to make some sort of homologation for a yep. race series. Mm-hmm. Which also... I believe this was already confirmed in other countries. This is just them saying this is what's coming to America. I believe that's what the article gotcha. is saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Now, I wonder, uh, I was checking out a one of those Corolla hatches. Yeah. You know Joel? Yeah. Joel's got a Corolla hatch. Was, was it blue? Is it blue? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the blue is the best color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, he was just showing me around it over the summer, and- that engine on there, it has both direct and port fuel injection. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that technology is going to go into this engine. That's Probably. what I. W- that's what I was uh, kind of thinking about um, when you were talking about the something new in the cylinder head mm-hmm. BMW engines. Mm-hmm. Is that it's probably dual injection, but yeah. not both gasoline. Oh, uh, okay, that's, interesting. That's what I meant. Is that you might have direct injection gasoline and then a tune port injection propane octane booster. I mean something. Something could be going in there. The only reason I can't see them doing that is only because they have to assume that all the drivers are fucking morons and won't realize yeah, that, that. That's what I'm know. saying is that you'd have to fill up two things. Right. It'd be kind of a pain in the ass. Dude, BMW can't figure out cup holders. I don't think they... <laughs> <laughs> Neither can Porsche. Did that's you see okay. this? Uh, oh, yeah. They had some sort of... You sent me a, an article. It was okay, like a recall. So I can't remember what it is. It's some, some sort. So it's some computer module... Is oh, under under the cup holders. Is underneath the cup holders. So if you spill in your cup holders, it kills the computer. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, probably the ECU. It not even spill, but everything. if the uh, if you just have a lot of condensation, yeah. it'll leak into there That's and dumb. destroy that shit. Yeah, not even what were o- you expecting? Not even an oversight. That's what just somebody like blatantly just. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that was a Friday afternoon design. Yeah, entirely. Absolutely. Some guy was like. I'm getting out of here right at three. Is two fifty, and they told me to put. I am getting out of here right at three o'clock. <laughs> Fuck it, we're putting it here. I will say though, it would be cool. Not that the the Yaris, the Sport Yaris, is gonna be like a shit car or anything, but it would be cool to see that kind of setup in a um, Corolla Corolla hatch kind of thing with a mid engine. With a mid-engine would be awesome. I'm not expecting that. No. However, all-wheel drive turbo Corolla hatch would be a definite. I can't WRX. wait to see the videos of these things ripping around the Nurburgring. Oh yeah. I think it's gonna be great. I want to see some rally. That, yeah. This is definitely, definitely a rally thing. I give a shit less about the Nurburgring. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> see. You don't care dirt. about the Nurburgring. I do care about the Nurburgring. I, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to see this in the larger platform. That like it would definitely be like a WRX STI competitor. Mm-hmm be cool mm-hmm. what they should do is incorporate this technology the all-wheel drive use this engine kind of stuff go crazy with it but on the corolla so yeah, that you have that's what I'm saying you have a standard sedan that has these wicked characteristics of this uh grm and yaris mm-hmm. yeah lfa swapped yaris there you go 
Just scream and roll. Right in the middle. 9,000 RPM. Roof-mounted engine. Roof-mounted. Well, that's all the news for this week. That's everything. We're up to date now. You're up to date. You're we want to thank you for listening. and uh, Especially from Belgium. From Belgium, yeah. yeah. I feel like this news is going to run through a lot of 2022 because some of this stuff is probably not going to come out 2023 model year like Correct. we want. Right. So I, I think what we discussed today is going to hang on for a long time. Uh, we can mention down the road if, hey, this finally got confirmed. It's not just speculation. Or, hey, we were wrong about the Mustang becoming hybrid. You know, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Some things are going to change, but I don't think there's going to be any real big news, at least for a few months from now. Yeah. We're definitely going to keep our eyes open st- still for I'm, other I'm always looking. Absolutely. Yeah. I love getting those hot scoops. All righty. Yeah. Thanks for listening.